Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. It is the Savage Nation. Nothing to worry about here. You know, I was watching the debates last night. I left them in at the uh, hateful Bernie. I call him Burn the Sander or Burn the Sandman. I'm used to his type. I know his type. You could have replaced him with 100 different people. Shmuel Radinsky, you knew him as Mark Rudd. Bernadine Dorn, her real name was Ornstein. Uh, Abby Hoffman. I mean, they're all the same. You understand that? These are all the same people. They distinguish themselves as revolutionaries on the campuses. And frankly, all they do is foment anti-American, anti-Jewish hatred. That's who Sandman is. Do you understand that? Now, Dems that should have been on the stage would include Angela Davis. I'm surprised the Democrats didn't get her. They got some unknown author. Or why didn't they have Louis Farrakhan up there? When you think about it, they espouse the same uh, ideas that he has. Or they could have gotten Charlie Manson, even though he's dead. They could have resurrected him from the grave. He certainly would have looked better than... uh, then Biden, uh, Ken Kesey, Bob Dylan, Wavy Gravy, Robert Crumb, the cartoonist. They could have used Peter Fonda, Joni Mitchell. There's so many people that were not on that stage that should have been there because fundamentally the art and artistry of the 60s, which was anti-American hatred, was espoused by all of them on the stage last night, which is why I didn't watch it. I watched it for a few seconds until the, the hateful, disgusting Sanders got up there. And the minute he said, well, we have that soundbite. Clip five. Let's play Bernie and why I left the debates and went to Chinese food. Sanders. What is your response to those who say nominating a socialist would reelect Donald Trump? Well, I think the response is that the polls last poll I saw had us 10 points ahead of Donald Trump because the American people understand that Trump is a phony, okay, that Trump is a pathological liar and a racist. 
and that That's he lied. It. I walked out. That was it. I had enough of. I had enough of this. This bum. I know the type. I left New York because of people like him. These are the type of people who have destroyed New York and turned it into a cesspool. These are the people who have destroyed New York and turned it into a cesspool. And it's no different than anywhere else. They agitate on behalf of the weathermen in the 60s. Now they agitate on behalf of the homeless, most of whom are like the weathermen. You have sympathy for the homeless? I don't. I just walked in San Francisco yesterday. First of all, the phrase homeless is a misnomer. There is no constitutional right to a home. Let's start with that. I had to buy my first home by working my whole life since I was a boy to make a down payment. What do you mean homeless? They don't want to live outside the city? Well, where do you think the suburbs came from? And why do you think, for example, commuter trains were developed? It's because you see a lot of people wanted to live in cities but couldn't afford it. So they had to live in the suburbs where nobody wanted to live. Now, of course, the suburbs are very livable because the people who couldn't afford to live in the city left and created beautiful uh, places for themselves outside the cities. And the people left in the cities are the very rich and the bums in plain English. Look, I've been in San Francisco since 1974. The city is visually gorgeous, beautiful, stunning, gorgeous. But when you walk down on the ground level, on the homeless bum level, I have never, ever seen a degeneration of a city like I saw yesterday. Trash everywhere. The garbage cans overturned. The most dangerous-looking disheveled bums, which my friend calls, he calls them vagrants. He said, don't ever use the word homeless around me. He said they're vagrants, and any other time they would have been taken off the streets. The violence, the crime. Then to top it off, I get in the elevator of the apartment that I live in, and there's marijuana smoke in the hallways. I don't know about you, but I hate marijuana. I don't care if it's legal. I don't care if it's not legal. Alcohol's legal. I don't see people drinking alcohol in elevators, do you? Then why are they letting these stew-bum, drunk potheads smoke marijuana in uh, halls, in apartment buildings? I find it offensive. It's disgusting. The city is decaying. It's degenerating, and it's Nancy Pelosi's backyard. This is exactly what liberalism does to a city. There's nothing new under the sun. Nothing new under the sun. Now, each candidate unto themselves, there's something to say about them. I can sit here and ridicule them all I want. I personally don't think they're going anywhere. Take Kamala Harris, for example. Kamala Harris is a product of the machine, the San Francisco machine. She is a nothing unto herself. Now, she is a former district attorney of San Francisco, and she promotes herself as a champion for victims of sexual abuse since she was DA of SF. But I got something from a lawyer friend of mine, from a group called churchmilitant.com, where it says that although she claims to fight for sexual abuse victims, victims say otherwise. And they claim that individuals who were victims of clergy sexual abuse uh, went to her, and Harris did nothing to help them. She swept it under the rug for the church. The article is called, Is Harris Lying About Her Sex Abuse Record?, it's by William Mahoney, churchmilitant.com. It's on michaelsavage.com. Uh, I won't bore you with that. Let me go into another story about Kamala Harris. She pulled a race card, which she used all her life, as you well know. Affirmative actions worked for her very well. So she tried it last night again, where I'm the only African-American here. All right, great. Is that, is that a claim to fame? Does that make you somehow superior to everybody? Why don't you tell us what you've actually achieved in your life and tell us instead of telling us what's obvious to everybody else, Kamala? 
Her own father, and this is very telling, her own father says the family descended from a Jamaican slave owner. I don't know if you know that. Did you know that? Her father, Donald J. Harris, wrote an extensive essay about the family's heritage in Jamaica at Jamaican Global Online in January, claiming to be the descendant of a famed black slave owner. That's Harris's father. Did you guys know that? Did anybody know this? Her own father said, stop it. Here's what Kamala Harris, the victim, is what her own father had to say back in January when he was offended by his daughter's fabrications. He said, my roots go back within my lifetime to my paternal grandmother, Miss Chrissy, nay Christina Brown, descendant of Hamilton Brown, who is on record as plantation and slave owner and founder of Brownstown, and to my maternal grandmother, Miss Iris, nay Iris Finnegan, farmer and educator, from Anon Town in Inverness, ancestry unknown to me. The Harris name comes from my paternal grandfather, Joseph Alexander Harris, landowner and agricultural produce exporter, mostly pimento or allspice, who died in 1939, one year after I was born, and is buried in the churchyard of the magnificent Anglican Church, which Hamilton Brown built in Brownstown, and where as a child, I learned the catechism was baptized and confirmed and served as an acolyte. Now, what does this mean to you? Take home the message, which is very important. Her own father told her to cut it out. Her own father claims to be the descendant of a famed slave owner himself. What does that tell you? If you can't figure it out, I can't help you. Every last one of them is a liar. Every last one of them will destroy America. Every last one of them helped elect Donald Trump for term number two. Bernie is a corned beef commie or a air-conditioned Che, whichever one you prefer. Do we have that soundbite ready, uh, Robert? Is it ready to fire yet? We had a little problem with it. You know, back in 2000, there was an election, and I did a piece that became uh, virally famous, and I think I'm just going to play it for you because nothing has really changed. Are you ready to go, Robert? Fire away. 38 states said yes to Bush. 12 states said yes to Gore. Are some states more equal than other states? South Florida, for example. The land of the New York Communistic Front, the millionaires grifting off the welfare state, pretending to each other the moral indignation of the downtrodden, acting with heads held high and jaws thrust out as victims of the Triangle Shirtwaist Fire, <laughs> Lexus liberals with Volkswagens on their brains, condo commies, lunchroom Lenins, stand-up Stalins, miserable Maos, <laughs> pathetic Pol Pot Marxists using black street gangs as their body armor, stealing ballots, grifting SSI, faking disabilities, voting for Al Gore, all in a day's work, South Florida, the land of sunshine, schmoozing, and now stupidity, the whole world now knows New York Communist Democrats are too stupid to vote straight, but smart enough to twist the truth when their benefits are threatened. South Florida, the land of suntan Trotskys and Delis, bypassed Bolsheviks and Buicks, air-conditioned chays and condos, loud, lewd losers in limbo, stuck between their investments and their liberalism, lost to their religion, fervent in their non-belief, save the DNC, their new religion. Corned beef commies, buffet <laughs> bolshies, jogging jokesters stuck in Camelot fantasies, Kennedy their last idol, a drunk profligate warmonger covered for by his beautiful wife, 
Hillary, their personal Evita Perón, Bill, their shameless Shagets, Tipper, their tipsy donut, Al, their Shabbos Goy, South Florida, the land of sun, and SOBs. Savage. That's pretty good. I mean, that was done in the year 2000, right here on the Savage Nation. It was very good, but has anything changed? You're telling me that you didn't see the same thing last night with slight changes? I mean, Bernie Sanders is a corned beef commie. Bernie Sanders is a Lexus liberal. Bernie Sanders is a suntan Trotsky. Bernie Sanders is a buffet Bolshevik. It's all the same and nothing has changed. The only one missing on that stage last night was Angela Davis, Louis Farrakhan, Bernadette Dawn, Charlie Manson, Joan Baez, Ken Kesey, Wavy Gravy, Robert Crumb, Yoko Ono, Peter Fonda, and or Joni Mitchell. Savage. You know, I actually tried this stuff, this cryo-freeze roll-on, developed by Omax Health. It actually works. You know, you get products, and you don't know whether they really work. Well, I rolled it on, and it, it works. It has a triple-action pain relief, whether you're an athlete, weekend warrior, talk show host, or anyone who lives with constant joint pain, back pain, muscle soreness, or arthritis. Cryo-freeze is for you. I used it on a, a spot that's always achy. Now, the real secret behind cryo-freeze pain relief roll-on are its two ingredients, CBD and menthol, for its soothing sensation of pain. You say, but Savage, you're opposed to marijuana. I am. But CBD is not marijuana. It's a non-psychoactive, pain-relieving component of the cannabis plant. And Omax Health is offering my listeners 20% off a full bottle of cryo-freeze pain relief roll-on, plus free shipping. This stuff works. This discount also applies towards any product site-wide. In other words, anything they sell. How do you get this? Go to omaxhealth.com and enter code SAVAGE to take advantage of this incredible savings. Let me go slower. This is omaxhealth.com, code SAVAGE. You'll get 20% off cryo-freeze and anything else on their site. And believe me, I wouldn't talk about it if it didn't work. It works. You roll it on. It rolls on like a deodorant, you know what I'm saying? omaxhealth.com, code SAVAGE. You got it. Suddenly, it's 1963 again, and there they were, the same crap from the campuses in the 60s. Have they not learned anything? What are they promising America? Let's see, jobs, excuse me, we have the best economy in 50 years, so the communists cannot produce jobs other than government jobs, and as we all know, there's a limit to government jobs because someone has to pay for them. So what are they promising us? They're not going to deport illegal aliens? Why? We need more of them here? You want to take in all of the world's poor? Oh, wait a minute. They all raised their hand and said, I'm going to give health care to every illegal alien. That's why we have soldiers and sailors and airmen waiting for health care in veterans hospitals. This is a sick group of people. In another time, they would have been arrested for sedition. But there they were. They all, all want to be president. And what are they running on? Hatred. Hatred for the American way. Hatred for Donald Trump. Hatred for anybody who does better than them. All they were selling was hatred. Tell me what they offered other than hatred. There was not a single idea up there other than hatred. That's my opinion. Which means Donald Trump will be elected by, re-elected by a landslide. Every time I see them, I realize that. If he just can control some of the tendencies towards tweeting and over-the-top reactions, he's in like Flynn. He'll win by 30 points because nobody wants this. Nobody wants, unless the economy blows out, which is an unlikely, you know, happening. That's the only thing that, that could bring him down would be a blowout in the economy. Let's take some calls on the Savage Nation. Sean calling from California, line one. Go ahead. What's on your mind, sir? 
Yes, uh, thank you for taking my call. Uh, All right, quick, could you make it quick, though, because we have very little time? <laughs> yeah, so as I was watching this show last night, uh, or, yeah, actually the show, <clears throat> I was sitting there thinking about something. I noticed Republicans want to always, or at this point, they're labeling uh, Democrats socialists, the far right, I guess. I mean, would you consider, so it, it, would everybody that's a Democrat be a socialist? Wait, wait, excuse me. Bernie Sanders called himself, calls himself a Democrat socialist, so what do you mean labeling him? He labeled himself that. Well, I'm talking about, no, well, if, no, we're talking about, well, it was other 23 other people, there were 25. Well, there weren't 23, but every one of them is a socialist, even though they don't say they are. What would you call giving away other people's money but socialism? What what would be... What would you call giving away other people's money other than socialism? What would you call giving health care to illegal aliens other than insane socialism? Where does that? Where is that in the Constitution that we have to take care of the world's poor, but we have millions of our own that we can't care for? Who is going to care for the poor in this country? Hello? All right, thank you. I can see we're going nowhere. As I've said to you, the audience, on this show many times, hell has been defined as a place where there is no reason. Uh, I was just in hell, hell for about two minutes, and I don't intend to stay there. If you call this program, kindly have a cogent statement to make and try to make it kind of right away, and let's have a discussion. Otherwise, it's hell for the listener and hell for me. Let's go to uh, Jeff on line two, California. Again, sir, what's on your mind? Well, I just want to keep uh, bringing up that Kamala Harris, everyone wants to give her the glory for last night, but I think it needs to keep being brought up the fact that you know, she, I'm a former um, agent on one of her DOJ task forces, and she wants to run on the premise that she was a pro- strong prosecutor, strong for cops. She wasn't. She um, fought to free uh, a convicted cop killer, um, fought to not give him the death penalty. She disbanded the Bureau of Narcotic Enforcement, um, which was a major uh, unit of the DOJ. Um, the body cameras that she claimed that she forced us all to wear and keep on, mm. half of them never worked. We had to share them amongst each other. Um, she's just 110% not what she's saying that she is. Kamala Harris is a lightweight intellectually. She is also a product of the corrupt San Francisco machine. She is a machine politician. Now, we know what machine politicians can do to a city, a state, and a nation. She is nothing but a creation of the corrupt San Francisco political machine. Unto itself, that is not an indictment, because there probably are people who can come out of a machine and still be able administrators. She was a terrible administrator. She lied about her uh, record as a prosecutor. She was actually not what she said she was. And nobody in the DA's office has anything good to say about her, Jeff. And I thank you very much for calling the Savage Nation. And by the way, there are many real skeletons in our closet that the Trump machine is going to dig up when the time is right. They're waiting to see who emerges as the front runner before the very able Republican machine goes into action and digs up the real skeletons in the closets of the, let us say, individuals who might stand an opportunity to run against him. We all know who Donald Trump is. He's been raked over the coals in the most unimaginable, unfair way, and nothing came of it. No matter what they've tried, it didn't stick. I'd like to see those rules applied to Joe Biden and Joe Biden's history in Ukraine and China and the other things hanging around Joe Biden. I don't think he'll survive the the second cut. Did you spend the night tossing and turning again? You know, sleep is very important. The quality of your sleep affects the quality of your daily life. It does. If you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, you've got to try a purple mattress. Now, how is purple different from other mattresses? The purple mattress will probably feel different 
than anything you've ever experienced because it actually uses this brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist. It was not like the memory foam that we're all used to. You see, the purple mattress feels very unique because it's both firm and soft at the same time. How does that work? Well, it keeps everything supported while still feeling really comfortable. Plus, it's breathable, so it sleeps cool. It ends up giving you this zero-gravity-like feel, so it works for any sleeping position. 100-night risk-free trial. If you're not fully satisfied, you can return your mattress for a full refund. It's backed by a 10-year warranty. You get free shipping and returns. You get free in-home setup and old mattress removal. You're going to love Purple, and right now my listeners will get a free Purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's right. In addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide, just text SAVAGE to 84888. The only way to get this free pillow is to text SAVAGE, S-A-V-A-G-E, to 84888. That's S-A-V-A-G-E to 84888. S-A-V-A-G-E to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. That's SAVAGE to 84888. All they sold was drug, sex, rock and roll, and death, and a worship of death. Now, you'd say the 60s are dead, but you're wrong. There they were in living color last night on the stage. There was nothing that I heard that was not espoused on college campuses from sea to shining sea in the 1960s, the same rubbish. Not one of those would-be presidents, not one of them, offered anything except hatred and taking from the white middle class. Let me be very clear. I'll be as clear as I can be. The one group that they targeted was the middle class, primarily the white middle class, men and women. The white middle class that works hard, the white middle class that provides the largest tax base in this country, were the targets of every one of those left-wing fanatics on the stage last night. That is Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, Pete Buttigieg, Kamala Harris, Kirsten Gillibrand, Michael Bennett, uh, Eric Swalwell, whoever he is, Andrew Yang, what a putz he was. He couldn't finish a sentence, that one. He's going to give $1,000 to everyone in America and doesn't know how to fund it. The only one who made a little sense was former governor of Colorado, John Hickenlooper, but he didn't get too far because he was too reasonable. So tell me what they offered us. We have a little montage for you of the Dem candidates giving the first thing they would do as president in a couple of words. Robert, see if we can fire number four, see if it works. What is that first issue for your presidency? And I'm asking you, please, for one or two words only. Eric Swalwell, you're first. For Parkland, climate change. Affordable daycare. Uh, That's one. DACA, guns. Oh. People have got to stand okay. up. We can transform. Mr. Vice President. Bring together the entire world, 196 nations, to commit to defeat. We've got to fix our democracy. I would pass a $1,000 freedom dividend. I would pronounce it well before the election to make sure we don't. Make New Zealand the place where it's the best place in the world. Get the boot off of people's throats. And I will tell her girlfriend you were so on. At least it was shorter no, they responses. Not at all. All right. <laughs> a confederacy of dunces. Are you telling me there's someone on that stage who you would consider an alpha brain? There's an individual on that stage you would consider a, a, a superior mind. You know, think about Trump for a minute. I was bicycling this morning and I'm saying, let's put aside all of the hatred that's been inflicted upon him. And as bumptious as he might be and as this and that, 
think about all the buildings and all of the structures around the world with his name on them, whether it's Trump Tower or golf clubs or hotels around the world. That's what he accomplished. That's what he's achieved. That's what he's done. That's what his legacy is before he was president. There is not an individual up there who's achieved anything in their life other than lying to people and becoming a politician. Not one of them has achieved anything that I know of other than becoming a lying politician. You know, I think about legacy. What is legacy? Well, Trump's legacy before he was president were all the buildings and such with his name on them. He built them. Whether you like them or not doesn't matter. It's a big achievement to build a skyscraper. Whether you're the producer of it or the builder of it, it's a huge achievement. My legacy will be my books, no doubt. See, my 29 or 30 published books are my buildings. I thought about it today. I, don't, I never built a building, but I've left a record of my passage through this earth. It's in my books. That's why I've always been a writer. Uh, things have changed in some ways, but the written word to me is still very powerful. And my books represent my legacy. Trump's legacy before his presidency were his buildings. Can you name one of those individuals who has anything that is of legacy value? What is Joe Biden's name on? What is Bernie Sanders' name on? What is Pete Buttigieg's name on? What is Harris's name on? What is Yang or Swalwell or any of those folks' name on? Nothing. They have no legacy. They've done nothing for society. Nothing. Now, we see which way the media is going. The first night they steered it towards a a specific candidate, giving that a candidate center stage in more time. Last night, they were trying to steer it. They were told to steer it to Joe. That's how NBC works. But instead, okay, Harris suddenly was given more attention and more time than anybody else. Suddenly, they thought she was the great hope. Let me tell you something. She's no hope whatsoever. And before long, when the Trump machine goes into overdrive, they will dig things up on her that will not be very pretty. If she was ever subjected to the kind of FBI investigation that Trump was subjected to, she wouldn't be a candidate, is what people are saying about her in, the, in her hometown. It's sickening to watch this. But I think the American people are actually smarter than the Democrats give them credit for being. Now, there's a side issue here that's very important to me. The Medal of Honor winner this week, David Bellavia, I listened to his speech, and it was such a moving moving speech it brought it brought like it stirred my my spine and i thought about trump and his people picking mr david Bolavia to get the american medal of honor the highest uh award anyone in the military can get and i thought about this man really deserved it if you think about what he did in combat Bolavia, and trump somehow through his own people got the best guy possible or one of the best and he gave him the medal of honor can you imagine If Kamala Harris, God forbid, became president, who she would grant the Medal of Honor to? Who would she give it to? Someone in the street gang who killed five cops, who survived the shootout, and says that, uh, well, this young man grew up in terrible circumstances, and he had no option but to become a drug dealer, and the evil police harassed him every day of his life, and all he was doing was selling crack. He's just selling crack cocaine, and he got into a shootout with the police, and luckily he survived and he killed five of them. So for that, we're giving him the uh, Presidential Medal of Honor. Well, who would Bernie Sanders give a Medal of Honor to? Do you see where I'm going with this or not? I'll tell you where I'm going with this. You have to ask yourself who they would have given them to. Bernie probably would give it to some LGBT transgender soldier who was bullied in the barracks. That would be his idea of a Medal of Honor winner. 
Elizabeth Warren, would she give it to an, an invented Pacific, Pacific Islander who lost his home due to flooding from climate change? This should give you an idea of how important the presidency is in terms of shaping the culture of our nation. Trump chose a real hero, a genuine combat hero, as opposed to a politically correct nothing turned into a hero uh, by the media. And that is why I had to turn the debate off last night. I could not listen to these people, anti-Americans, every last one of them. In another age, they would have been arrested for sedition. They would not be on that stage. They're going to give free health care for illegals. They're going to erase our border. There is not an enemy on the planet of this earth that has said he would do that to this nation. And yet these people would do more damage to this nation than the Soviet Union ever could have done or communist China could have ever done. That's why I turned it off last night. In every space of this nation, the worst people would be awarded, whether it be a Medal of Honor in the military if the Dems won or right down to school board president. It would just become affirmative action at every level. They wouldn't think about bravery. They think about diversity. The contrast between the speech of this brave soldier made about sacrifice and service up against what you saw on stage last night tells you all you need to know about where the future of the country is headed. And you have a very clear choice, a very clear choice. I need to play a little bit of the speech of Medal of Honor recipient David Bolavia talking about the sacrifices made by America's military. Clip two, please. Combatants bear witness to all aspects of the human condition. It reveals the darkest parts of the human soul while residing side by side with the most exalted characteristics, nobility, honor, valor, and God's grace. Why do American warriors under fire do what men have done since this nation's inception? This is a common thread that connects the militias of Lexington and Concord with the warriors of Fallujah. Mm. It is our love of nation, mm. our way of life, and our love by those who we serve with side by side. We defend, we avenge, we sacrifice, we bleed, and we are willing to die for this unique creation, mm. the United States of America. Well, I'll pause here. This I am guy, complete. This guy is so inspiring. This Medal of Honor winner selected by this president, Donald Trump, that his speech should be heard by every school child in the United States of America. It might restore some faith in humanity and some faith in this nation. And I want you to compare this Medal of Honor recipient, David Bolavia, who was selected by Donald Trump, who is commander in chief, whether you like him or not, to who these left wing fanatics would select for a Medal of Honor or a Presidential Medal of Freedom. Can you imagine the cultural meltdown that would go on in this nation? Can you? Savage. You know, I study revolutionary movements as a hobby, and one of the movements I've been studying is Hitler's revolutionary movement. I don't think many of you know that one of the things Hitler offered to gain power, to get elected, remember, he was elected to power. And what he offered to win elections was free health care and free education. I don't know if you know that. You probably don't. Free health care, free education. That are, those are the tools of the, of, the, of the dictators. It was used by Castro in Cuba. And if people are desperate enough, they will vote for dictators. Kamala Harris and the Dems are peddling the same kind of lie 
they're peddling socialism. And what was considered evil in the 50s was communism. People would be accused as follows. Are you now or have you ever been a communist? If a person was to be condemned, they were called a communist. Today, they're called a racist. The word racist today is used in the same way to brand people as the way communist was used in the 50s. And who is doing this? Who is smearing people? Everyone that you saw on that stage last night, from the hair sniffer to the very seriously mentally ill, what you're witnessing last night was a hypnotic class war in front of your eyes. And make no mistake about it, every last one of them on that stage, even Biden himself who was playing the moderate guy, the steadying sale, he's being controlled by one of the most racist people in the history of the Democrat Party. His name is Perez. He's the head of the DNC. He used to work for Obama as the head of the so-called Civil Rights Division of the U.S. Justice Department. Perez is a stone-hearted racist. By following his policies, you'll know what I'm talking about. He is outlining the direction of the Democrat Party. So you have a very clear choice come the election. You have a choice between a man you may not love and a person who would destroy the United States as you know it. And remember who they are targeting. There's only one target of that entire stage, and that is the white middle class wage earner. Now let's go back again to what we were talking about, which is burning now on global warming. You've got to listen to this lunatic. He's used it very successfully amongst the uh, drug-addicted college students, and he's gotten very far with it on global warming. Listen to clip number six, please. The scientists tell us we have 12 years before there is irreparable damage to this planet. This is a global issue. Stop. The scientists? The scientists. Uh, Which scientists, Bernie? The ones that get federal grants? What do you mean, the scientists? What about dissenting scientists who say we have 13 years left? And how do you know it's 12 years, Bernie? How do you know it's not 11 and a half years or, or 14 years, Bernie? Irreparable damage to this planet. And so, therefore, Trump is now the most evil man on the earth. And he said the common enemy is global warming and fossil fuels, fossil fuels and big pharma. New enemies now, fossil fuels and big pharma. Well, you know, one of my higher degrees is in a field that is related to pharmacology. It's in plant pharmacology. And I was very fortunate to have as a professor, a former director of research at a major pharmaceutical firm, one of the most wonderful scientists ever met in my life. And uh, I learned during my master's degree period, my first master's degree, how much it costs to bring a drug to market in the United States of America. Bernie doesn't know any of this. The number then was over a billion dollars. That was a long time ago. From inception to clearance by the FDA, a new medicine costs over $1 billion in research, legal fees, filing fees, etc. $1 billion. Now, what would the incentive be if you keep ripping apart pharmaceutical firms and make them into the enemy? What kind of drugs would a pharmaceutical firm develop? Well, there's an answer to that question, Bernie. What drugs have come out of Cuba's pharmaceutical industry since Castro seized power? Nothing. Not even, not even a derivative from sugarcane. That is what communism produces, nothing but hatred. And so everything that you hear them saying, the new buzzword is corporations, corporations, corporate power, corporations, big pharma, insurance companies, Big pharma, corporations. This is exactly what the Soviets did to the farmers before they took over the farms. 
and drove 30 million Russians into starvation. They started by demonizing the farmers, calling them kulaks. The same way Bernie and these left-wing fanatics are demonizing business people in the United States of America. The Westwood One Podcast Network. <laughs>